Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, and welcome to another episode of the Sound Heart Radio. I am Josiah Rich, and I do appreciate you joining me for this uh, broadcast. And before we begin our study tonight on what does in Christ, that is the prepositional phrase in Christ mean in Pauline theology, let's have a word of prayer. Father, in the name of Christ our Savior, I ask that you would guide us as we hear your word, as we listen to your word, as your Holy Spirit teaches teaches us, Lord. We pray that we will have ears to hear, Lord, and a heart to receive your word. So therefore, we pray that there are no unconfessed sins in our hearts, Lord. And if we do, uh, we have sinned before you. We have First John 1, 9. We know that if we confess our sins, you are faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, tonight I'm going to be speaking mainly from Paul's letter to the Ephesians. Paul's letter to the Ephesians. And uh, Paul came to Ephesus during his second missionary journey with Aquila and Priscilla. Uh, But he journeyed on to Jerusalem by himself. And you can read about this in Acts chapter 18, verses 18 through 21. So on his next um, missionary journey, Paul spent three years in Ephesus, and that's in Acts 19. And uh, he had so much influence on the people there that the craftsmen who manufactured silver shrines for Diana, the goddess Diana, incited a riot against him uh, they, because they believed that uh, you know, their trade would become obsolete. And that's in Acts 8, 19, verses 24 through 29. So as a result, Paul left Ephesus, uh, traveling to Macedonia, and that's Acts 21. And uh, upon a return trip to Jerusalem, he requested that the elders of the Ephesian congregation meet with him at Miletus. And this is a city located uh, 35 miles to the north so that he could bid them his last farewell. 
and that is Acts chapter 20, verses 16 through 38. Now, uh, we believe that the book of Ephesians was written by Paul during his imprisonment in Rome, approximately AD 60 to 64. And this is about the same time that he wrote Colossians, and which was in the the letter to the Colossian uh, church or those at Colossae, which was in the Lycus Valley, and also uh, his letter to Philemon. So um, I want to pay particular attention tonight to uh, the prepositional phrase uh, in Christ. And I'm going to read to you from Ephesians chapter 1. I want you to hear how, how Paul uses uh, this very important prepositional phrase. Quote, <clears throat> verse 1, quote, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, to the saints in Ephesus, the faithful in Christ Jesus. Grace and peace to you, or Caris and Irene to you, from Theos, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ, Jesus Christos. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless In his sight, in love, he predestined us to be adopted as his sons through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will, to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given to us in the one he loves. In him, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us, that should uh, literally be into us in all wisdom, not with all wisdom, but uh, the preposition in, in all wisdom and understanding. And he made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure uh, proposed in Christ to be put into effect when the times will have reached their fulfillment, and we look forward to this. This is in the future. To bring all things in heaven, uranos, and on earth together under one head. So one kathele, that is even Christ. Verse 11, in him We were also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will, in order that we, who were the first to hope in Christ, might be for the praise of his glory. And you also were included in Christ when you heard the word of truth the gospel that is the good news of your salvation. Having believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, 
who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory. For this reason, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray also that the eyes of your heart, very important phrase, listen carefully, the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints and his incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is like the working of his mighty power, strength, like his working of his mighty strength, which he exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead. That should be out from among the dead. And seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms. Why was he seated at the right hand of the Father in the heavenly realms? Because of his finished work. Because of his finished work of redemption on our behalf. Far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every title that can be given, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church, the ecclesia, the called out ones, the called out assembly, which is his body, his soma. The fullness of him who fills everything in every way, unquote. Now, that is Ephesians 1. I just wanted to give you an idea of how many times Paul uses uh, this prepositional phrase in Christ. Now, the theme of Paul of this letter to the, Paul's letter to the Ephesians is our vital union with Christ and our duty to live as such. The word or the preposition in, I-N, occurs no less than 120 times in the Greek text. It is the biggest word in the book. Now, the word in, in Greek, uh, is spelled E-N, not I-N, but E-N. So this is a, our N, I-N is a transliteration of the Greek preposition in. So what we say in Christ. Now, the word in, as used in, in, in Paul's writings, particularly here in his letters to Ephesians and in his writings, um, this preposition uh, means uh, within the sphere of, S-P-H-E-R-E, within the sphere of. And so uh, he, he speaks, he is speaking about our position in Christ. We are within the sphere of Christ. Remember, we have a vital union with Jesus that cannot be undone. We have a conjoint relationship with him. 
Jesus said, you in me and I in you. We have a conjoint relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, the prepositions uh, in, uh, so it speaks, bespeaks locative of seer or location. Our location is in Christ, locative of seer. It is also a preposition of rest. And so uh, this is beautiful and wonderful. So in means, number one, locative of sphere or location. And number two, it also means rest. It is a preposition of rest. And when you read the letter uh, to the Hebrews, uh, the writer there talks about uh, those who would, who would not enter God's rest. And that particular word is a transliterational word that means to make to cease, to make to cease, to make to stop. Jesus said, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will rest you. Jesus did not say, I will give you rest. Jesus said, I will rest That word rest means to make, to cease, to make, to stop the stuff, the hurt, the ruin, the lies, the subterfuge, the deception that characterize our lives in the past. When we come to Jesus, he makes the stuff to cease. He makes the lies to stop. That word, come, is, uh, is an imperative. It is an imperative stated as a command or a command stated in the imperative. Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will rest you. And so this is what we have in Christ. We live in perilous times. We live in very dangerous times. And so I don't want you to listen to people on the radio who are talking about the the bloodline of Jesus and so concerned about the birthday of Jesus. Don't be led astray. Don't have anxiety over false teachers and false teaching. They will never teach you but who you are in Christ and whose you are and what this wonderful prepositional phrase means. I want you to study Paul's letter to the Ephesians. And wherever you come into the prepositional phrase in Christ or in him, you should take a pen or a pencil and you should circle that and pray about it and read it in depth so that God will bless your heart. I desire that you grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Good evening. My name is Josiah Rich, and God bless you.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.